from Wall Street to the White House. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. Hello, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. It's a great pleasure to be with you, as always. Lots to talk about with the election and the post-election and what the economic implications are, what the political implications are. By the way, you can join us during the week every day, Monday through Friday, 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern on Fox Business Network, FBN. Name the show's Kudlow. And if for uh, some reason you can't uh, make it at 4, just text your favorite 9-year-old who will then teach you how to DVR the show. Nine-year-olds know how to do this, maybe even seven-year-olds. And here, you can live stream us on the Internet, LarryCudlowShow.com, LarryCudlowShow.com. It will run all across the country, around the world, and throughout the solar system. Anyway, a couple points about this election and the postmortem of the election and what it all means. Of course... It wasn't quite the cavalry that I'd hoped for, but I have called it a platoon. A platoon is still a lot of soldiers. And let's not forget, as disappointing as it might have been to conservatives, although the race isn't over in the Senate, we still don't know that. I'm going to talk about that more in a moment. We are going to take the House. Conservatives will take the House. And that is a gigantic change. And I don't think, actually, I don't think with all the recriminations and finger pointing, which I can't stand, frankly. And, of course, Democrats, Joe Biden thinks this is a great outcome. They're going to lose the House. And that's going to represent a major change in Washington. Major. And it has already been conceded. I guess, what did I see? One of the networks, NBC They'll probably come in around 222, 224, something like that. Uh, Despite some rumblings in the House, Kevin McCarthy will be the new speaker. Steve Scalise will be the uh, majority leader, the majority whip, whatever it's called. I think it's called the majority leader, by the way, the number two job. And it will represent a sea change because the House, let's not forget, the House has the power of the purse. All revenue bills originate in the House, the Ways and Means Committee in particular. So my point here is it's a sea change. Stop the bad stuff. Joe Biden's climate change, big spending, over-regulating, not all of it may be stopped because of his executive authorities, maybe on regulations, but on spending and tax hikes, it will be stopped. He will no longer have the House. He will no longer have Nancy Pelosi. And that's a big deal, a very big deal. Basically, the big government socialist agenda sponsored by Joe Biden will be over. And I think, incidentally, That's one of the key reasons why the stock market exploded up on Thursday when it became clear that the Republicans would, in fact, take the House. And ironically, they're taking the House with some great pickups in New York State. You know, God bless Lee Zeldin. He ran his heart out. He didn't quite make it. But he had coattails, and we won. I think we picked up four, including the head of the Democratic Campaign Committee, uh, this guy Maloney, 
uh, Lawler beat Maloney. Anyway, uh, California is going to pick up two to four seats. Florida is going to pick up several seats. Ron DeSantis, Governor DeSantis, had a terrific night. So the GOP is going to carry the House. That's the point. That puts an end to Biden's big government socialist agenda right there. I think when the stock market saw that by Thursday, basically, it went up. I mean, Dow Jones went up 1,200 points. NASDAQ went up 6 or 7%. And it continues to float up yesterday. There are other things going on, lighter than expected inflation. We'll try to cover all that today. But my point is the political game has changed. And let's not forget that. And I'm just, I can't stand these recriminations. I think people are being way, way unnecessarily too hard on my former boss, Donald Trump. We will talk about that. Uh, he, he ain't perfect. Nobody in life is perfect. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. But the idea that he picked bad candidates, I just don't buy it. I don't buy it. Many of his candidates were very good candidates. The fact that they lost doesn't mean they weren't good candidates. I mean, this mantra, oh, no. this mantra that he picked bad candidates, he picked bad candidates is a terrible mantra. I just spilled coffee on our desk here. I do that about once every couple of months. Anyway, we'll get some help on that. But point is, uh, a lot of these people were accomplished people. You know, Blake, Blake Masters was an accomplished person. He didn't win in Arizona. He had a tough race. The Democrats spent fortunes on this. Uh, I was from McCormick, not Oz in Pennsylvania. But, you know, Oz, again, an accomplished person. And you can go down the list. Bud won in North Carolina. Bud won in North Carolina. And several others won. You know, Vance won, and J.D. Vance won in Ohio. I think uh, Adam Laxalt's going to win in Nevada. These are all accomplished people. So, as we try to clean up my coffee mess here. Anyway, there's too much, uh, you know, too much yelling at Donald Trump. That's the point. And it's just time to refocus You know, there's a lot of good that came out of this. And uh, I think that we forget that the House is going to be in Republican hands. Now, turning to the Senate, let's take a look at that for a minute. So Blake Masters didn't quite make it. All right. Uh, It's all going to come down to Herschel Walker. The entire thing is going to come down to Herschel Walker. Now, I'm assuming Adam Laxalt wins in Nevada, and I think that's a pretty fair assumption. So I'm saying this, Herschel first, Herschel first, all right, the Herschel Walker platoon. I had him on the TV show. Uh, he was very good yesterday. By the way, you can dial that stuff up. Um, it's time to set aside personal ambitions right now. And... My point is, and I don't think this is a breathtaking point, I think strategically it would be very useful if President Trump, former President Trump, just held off on his own candidacy because the midterms are not over until the Herschel Walker runoff is over. 
And I think that it would be a good thing to lay back for a month. And I also think it would be a good thing if Mr. Trump uh, opened up some purse strings and he's got a lot of money in his political action committee and donated a couple million dollars at least to Herschel Walker. I mean, Walker is a MAGA guy. President Trump backed Walker. Walker has stayed true blue. He's very much engaged in the America First principles on tax cuts and reduced spending and deregulation and energy independence and closing the border and parental influence in the schools etc., etc. So he's running on a MAGA platform. He's running on a Trump platform. He's running on America First platform. And I think we should not allow any distractions. Therefore, I'm recommending that my former boss just hold back his own candidacy. I'm not saying to Mr. Trump, don't run. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying right now the emphasis has to be on Herschel Walker right now. And if we can do that and put some money in. Now, Mitch McConnell, who I do not think has been a great star in this election either. I mean, people want to pick on Trump. McConnell doesn't win any points either here uh, for being extremely unhelpful. But putting that aside, uh, Brian Kemp, Governor Brian Kemp of Georgia, and this is very important, he has one of the best Get out the vote, election day operations in the country. Brian Kemp's a very good governor of Georgia. He's a friend of mine. He ran a great race, won big, ended the career of Stacey Abrams, thank goodness, speaking of elections in ours. And the deal is going to be Brian Kemp will take over Herschel Walker's election day get out the vote operation. And uh, McConnell, Mitch McConnell, is putting in a couple million dollars to help finance it. And I think um, President Trump should put in a couple million dollars to help finance it and to put in uh, ads. Maybe put in five million, maybe put in 10 million. I don't know what the right number is. All I'm saying is Herschel first. It's the Herschel Walker platoon. And if we take that seat in the runoff, then the Republicans will have taken the Senate as well as the House. That victory is still well within their grasp. So quit all the finger-pointing and all the rest of the recriminations and let's roll up our sleeves and make sure Herschel wins. That's all I'm saying. Put put the individual ambitions on hold for for all these guys, President Trump, DeSantis, whoever's going to run, a lot of talented people looking at this race. Just hang on. you got to line up behind Herschel. If you do that and he wins, then you've got a revolution. And you will have snatched uh, snatched defeat from the jaws, snatched victory from the jaws of defeat. Sorry, got that wrong. So I'm just saying all is not lost. The House will go Republican. That will stop the Biden's big government socialist agenda. So that's a big plus. That's optimistic. 
And then the next thing is to go and back up Herschel, the Herschel Brigade, the Herschel Platoon. And everybody else should just put their ambitions aside and back him up, and he can win. He can win. Warnock is a radical far-left guy. Doesn't give a hoot about Georgia. Won on a fluke the last time. Herschel is a very gifted man, a successful entrepreneur and businessman. He's a man of faith. Yeah, Herschel's made mistakes in the past, but he's owned up to that. He's written about that. Brian Kilmeade and I were talking about it on our show last night. Nobody's perfect. We're all sinners. But fundamentally, it's an America first agenda. Fundamentally, it's a pro-growth supply side, energy independence, make the Trump tax cuts permanent agenda. And it will be an earthquake if Herschel Walker can win. So I'm going to come back and talk about some more of these details, but for starters, the Herschel Walker platoon, put everything else aside. The Herschel Walker platoon is the key. We've got the House. Now let's grab the Senate. That victory is within grasp. I'm Kudlow. We'll be right back. Now back to the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. Welcome back. So we were talking about this, um, the uh, Herschel Walker platoon, the Herschel Walker Brigade. I like platoon. By the way, platoons, they're not as big as cavalrys, but platoons are bigger than squads. If you get my meaning, there's a squad, a left-wing squad. Ours is a conservative platoon. But I think to save America, you've got to put Herschel Walker first. That's really my key point. And um, you'd have a chance then. Look, two houses be heck of a thing. Now, it's interesting to me, Joe Biden at his press conference the other day, He's not taking any of this seriously. I mean, he sees this as a great Democratic victory. All right, the Democrats did better than folks thought. The Republicans did not do as well. Those are facts. But, 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 changing hands in the House is a very big deal. And I don't know, I have no idea whether Joe Biden understands that or not. He's going to have to deal with an entire new leadership from the opposing party. He's going to have to deal with not only different policies, right? Biden's agenda is going to be finito. But he's going to have to deal with oversight hearings, FBI, Department of Justice, Homeland Security, what happened down at the border, a total fiasco under Biden, Total fiasco. He'll probably have to deal with Hunter Biden's laptop issues, hearings on that. And he's going to have to face up to the fact that his ultra-radical Green New Deal socialism, I'm calling it, because it's all government runs, all a bunch of central planning, the House Republicans will not appropriate the money that Biden thinks he's going to spend to end fossil fuels and promote solar and wind. They're not going to do it. And by the way, I don't have any problem with solar or wind, although it takes 
a lot of carbon and fossils to produce wind farms and solar farms a lot. I don't know. There's no alternative structure in place. The whole thing is quixotic. It's caused prices to rise sharply. It's buried family budgets. Actually, since Joe Biden was elected, energy's gone up 41%. Fuel oil's gone up 103%. Motor fuel's gone up 54%. All types of gasoline up 53%. Electricity up 21%. Utility piped gas services up 45%. I mean, that's what's happened. We're still producing only 11.8 million barrels a day. Pre-pandemic under Trump, we were producing 13.1 million barrels a day. We should be ready to produce 14 to 15 million barrels a day. There's home heating oil shortages. There's natural gas shortages. There's diesel shortages. There's gasoline shortages. The price of gasoline has come down in an election ploy by looting the Strategic Petroleum Reserve which Biden thinks he's going to refill at $70 a barrel. The trouble is oil prices are closer to $100 a barrel. I mean, all things are fiasco. That is going to come to an end with a Republican takeover of the House. In fact, talking to all these leading Republicans in the House and the Senate, for that matter, the first order of business will probably be to take the handcuffs off of oil and gas production. Take the cuffs off. Open the spigots. Be the single best thing we can do. Produce more. That will lower prices. That will help family budgets. Bring inflation down. You know, real wages after inflation have fallen 18 consecutive months. 18 consecutive months. It's not all about oil, but it's a lot about oil and gas and fuel. That's where that inflation's coming from, and food. Food prices have gone up enormously, 16%. Food at home, grocery prices have gone up 18% since February 2021. Those are big numbers. Cereal and baked products, 20%. Meat, poultry, fish and eggs, 21%. Anyway, that's about fertilizer, which has gotten more expensive because of the so-called Green New Deal. Anyway, the Republicans in the House are going to fight this. Tooth and nail, they're going to fight this, as they must, as they should. And that's going to cause big changes. Hey, I just got my coffee refilled after I spilled the thing. Terrific. (laughs) It's the little things in life that help. Just saying. Working here at WABC's fabulous place. Just wanted to say that. Thank you, Mr. Katsimatidis. Just wanted to say that. Anyway, I digress. I'm just saying, whether it comes to massive spending that caused the inflation in the first place, or tax hikes, or over-regulation, which basically strangled the economy, or the Green New Deal, which has uh, ended our energy independence, looting spro, going to places like Iran and Venezuela and so forth. These things are going to stop under a Republican House. I don't know if Mr. Biden understands that or not. 
I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. But he needs to start start thinking about it. He's over there in Egypt at this world uh, conference on global warming, apologizing. Remember, he's looking for America. America pulled out of the Paris climate. He's apologizing for that. We have the biggest reduction of carbon emissions of any big developed country in the world. Quit apologizing for America. Let's put America first. And right now we need to put Herschel Walker first in order to help put America first. I'm Cudlow. We're going to talk much more about this. Art Laffer on the other side of the break. We've got plenty to do today, folks. Stick around. Stick around with me. It's going to be lots of fun. From Wall Street to the White House, this is The Larry Kudlow Show 